0: Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hugan, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we are... Blessed to have in the studio with us today, Pastor Ben Blakey from Compass Bible Church. How you doing, brother? Doing great. Now, you guys
1: recently planted a church, right? Yeah, we just started in January. January don't, don't tell the
2: listeners where you came from.
1: I won't, but we meet at Pathways Middle School if <laughs> you they want came to from come California. It's okay.
2: We love you guys, so don't worry about that. We love hey, you too. <laughs> Hey, I came from California, too. It was before the earth cooled, but I came from California. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's good stuff. Um, we have uh, Pastor Ben in the, in the studio with us today because uh, Pastor Jonathan uh, Van Hooken um, um, is going through treatment for colon cancer. We ask that you would pray for him and his family and his church family, Day Spring United Reformed Church. Uh, we, we certainly miss him today. So we have been asking questions um, from questions that, questions that were sent in from our listeners. And here is the question of the day. We had some fun with this one off the air, so hopefully we can generate that same heat.
3: And the microphones are in front of us okay here we go <laughs> he's he is receiving help uh, <laughs> so t- just just be patient with him
0: i just need more coffee that's the that's the thing okay so here's the question what role responsibility do we have in our personal sanctification is it monergistic only so big terms there
2: for simple people like me, can you just define monergistic? Somebody, I was going to say the same thing. Somebody needs to define monergistic. Well, maybe we should define sanctification first. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, sanctification,
2: go ahead. No, no you're, you take sanctification and I'll take monergistic.
0: Okay, well, sanctification, I think, on the shorter catechism. By the way, if you don't know the definitions to these terms, the catechism is a wonderful place to go. Which one? The shorter West. Short Westminster Shorter Catechism. Is, is there any other? The Heidelberg Catechism, the New City Catechism. For those who are tech savvy, I, I know that excludes excludes you, Phil, but that's okay. Um, but there, you take the, You can find all the definitions to these lo- theological terms there. So, I think this is the definition for from the shorter that sanctification is a work of God's grace, whereby we die more and more to our sin and live more and more to righteousness. So it's just the act of the old nature dying more and more, and the new nature living more and more to God. Does that sound
2: right? That is a great definition. And uh, the question that we were asked, uh, what what role or responsibility do we have in our personal sanctification? Is it monergistic only? And monergistic as opposed to synergistic, um, meaning uh, is there mono one, is there one actor or is this something that is synergistic, that it takes our effort along with God's effort? And you guys may want to add to that definition or challenge that definition, but monergistic means God does it 100%. And I think we would all affirm that our salvation is monergistic. It's a work of God. Uh, that, that we We're keep all nodding Christ. furiously along, yes. just to be clear. <laughs> yes. And... But when it comes to sanctification, my my growth in holiness, my growth in Christ likeness, is that something all that one hundred percent? The question is being asked: Is that something one hundred percent that God does in me, or what's my role in that?
0: Exactly, you nailed it. That's the question.
1: I, I think, I think in some ways it's a complicated answer, but I think we need to make there is a biblical distinction between. Salvation and sanctification. Yes. that These processes are, are, are different and in salvation. Can I just interrupt you just yes. very briefly? And that is so
3: important in the modern church today because one of the great errors of the church today is the conflating of. Of justification and sanctification
1: together mm-hmm. absolutely, and so what Ben is saying right here is is vitally important for instance, off the one of the things I show I read a book where the author took the an old quote that 's wonderful, it says, "The only thing I contribute to my salvation is the sin that makes it necessary, yes, and he added. It's the only thing I do in my salvation and my sanctification. The only thing I contribute is the sin that makes it necessary. And I would strongly disagree with that because when I wasn't saved, I was dead in my sin. Now I've been made alive and I, God has filled me with the Holy Spirit. His law now is my delight. I am actively working, but I think. We need to be careful then that we don't, you know, salvation is 100% of God and then sanctification is 50 50. Like, that would be a bad way yeah. to understand it. The Bible, I mean, I think the best passage in there, uh, that you know, for this question would be Philippians 2. Every, says, everybody's turned there in their Bible yeah, right now. Where it right. says, <laughs> work out your salvation for it is God who works in you, where right. it's not a 50 50 deal. God is 100% working, but now he's working through you towards that.
2: Yeah, let me read that whole text from Philippians 2 and beginning with verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And Paul there, of course, he he just so powerfully captures the paradox of our work Along with God's work, work out your own salvation with fear and troubling. You work at it. For God is at work in you. <laughs> we, the only reason we can do any work is because God is at work. That's right. And, and the, the catechism that Jonathan read a minute ago, or rather, rather, that Josh read a minute ago, captured this by saying it's a work of grace. Our sanctification is, is a work of grace. It's God's doing with our work. Mm-hmm.
3: Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, I, I think all of, our listeners are probably aware of the the grace you have been saved through faith, and that's not your own doing; it is a gift of God, not a result of works. So that no one may boast. So salvation is the work of God alone. The next verse after that says, "For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works." That this work of salvation that He does, our justification, or our our yes, our justification results in a life of good works. Mm-hmm. Well. Who prepared those good works for us to do? Well, God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God prepared us to walk in the good works that He equips us to do. I mean, I think this is the beautiful teaching of John, or of Jesus in John fifteen, mm-hmm. that as we abide, um, we produce fruit. But there's this strong statement that we often just neglect, um, in that. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. So the works that we do, we only are enabled to do because of the work of Christ within us. Yeah. Um, very simplistically, it would be like when my kids were very, very young and it was Mother's Day. So they would give the present to my wife. And my wife would thank them for the their gift. He did the air quotes. You can't see this. And... <laughs> It was my money. It was me going out and buying it. It was me wrapping it. It was me then giving it to my kids who gave it to my wife. Mm -hmm. But who gave her the gift? Yeah. And And I think that's vacation. Yeah, and that's so critical to hold on to because I think the two errors
0: that we're always fighting against as pastors, as Christians, as husbands, as, as sons, as daughters, as wives, is the errors of legalism. And what we would call the opposite, antinomianism. Legalism is the is the idea that I need to earn favor with God through my performance. And antinomianism is is the opposite error. Is now that I have this favor with God, that God doesn't care how I live, and he doesn't and he doesn't pay attention. And and if we get this question of sanctification wrong, we're going to err in one of those two ways. That oh man, God's not pleased with me today because you know um, I haven't I haven't done my bit. Um, or conversely, I, I like the only thing I contribute to my uh, sanctification is my sin, so I just need to sit back and let go, let go and let God. Which, by the way, that that cliche in christianism today that actually has a historical context to it. That's that, wasn't that the what was the name of that? It was started with a K. Keswick. Thank you. Yeah casmic view of, of sanctification, let go and let God. No, 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 that's not. That's not. So, so there's a verse I wanted to say, uh, I think the illustration that you gave was just phenomenal about Mother's Day. Paul said in first. I was Cor- just
3: trying to help the listener out that Mother's Day is, is, I know it doesn't look like it with the snow outside, but it's not that terribly far away, so just start planning ahead, husbands. <laughs>
1: yeah. Serving the listeners in more ways than one. Yes, we are. <laughs> so Paul says in 1
0: Corinthians 15.10, um, when he's talking about um, God calling him to be an apostle, he says, I worked harder than all of them but it was not I it was the grace of God in me so he's saying I did work um,
2: but that work was caused by God's previous work yeah there's, there's an old cliche that, that contains a lot of it's a cliche but it contains a lot of truth uh, work as if it all depends on you and trust as if it all depends on God which it does uh, and it's a paradox of course and, and and the nature of biblical truth very often is paradox uh and there's a mystery there that, that we can't get at but uh, because of God's initiative in our lives and because of his grace working in us we can work and and when work is the right word yep. uh work out your salvation it takes energy it takes effort um it takes determination it takes sacrifice um and we do it because God in his grace has taken the initiative with us and empowers that work.
1: Yeah, I, I, too, am a fan of the Mother's Day illustration, but I think it presents something powerful that, you know, when we look at salvation and sanctification, God isn't doing anything less. It, you know, it's not as if, hey, I did all the salvation bit. Now, you, you know, I'm going to leave some of this sanctification part, you know, uh, up to you. He's not doing anything less, but we are even biblically called to do more we are called to work there's so many imperatives mm-hmm. in the new testament and one verse i think that expresses this so well is galatians 2:20 i have been crucified with christ it is no longer i who live but christ who lives in me and the life i now live in the flesh i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself For me, and one of the ways that work shows itself is through faith. We are called to do more, but none of that work that we are now doing is apart from resting on what God is doing. It's through faith, trusting in him that I'm going to be able to do those things that God calls me to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the greatest motivation for wanting to be sanctified anyway is
0: we've been saved for the sake of fellowship and communion with Christ, and as as christians hunger and thirst after righteousness as they as they're zealous for good works what does that look like that looks like communing with christ in a closer fashion and that's the greatest motivation that you could possibly have for wanting to
3: be more holy i'm going to give you the secret of sanctification you don't even have to pay me for this but um should we take notes yes it it really is a greater love it's not effort it's 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 a greater love um Titus 2, verse 11, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Mm-hmm. We're zealous for good works because we're loved, we're redeemed. Mm-hmm. And so what we need to do is we need to fan into to flame the, the affections of our heart for God. Mm-hmm. And uh, the greatest sermon I think that has been delivered as as far as my own life is by Thomas Chalmers, the expulsive power of a new affection, mm-hmm. that what drives yeah. out ungodliness and the sin of my life is is not just more effort on my part it's greater love mm-hmm. and that great love will drive out these lesser affections right. and if that to me is the heart of sanctification um increasing my love for jesus christ and longing for his appearing and desiring him more than all things amen
0: Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. I've been corrected again from my co-host. You don't need to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast. Apparently, there are other platforms out there uh, that I've never heard of because we all know that the MacBook is the only way to go. So if you use one of these other platforms, you can just find the Gospel for Life. And please subscribe. We'll see you next time.